welcome back for another video. So in case you missed it, the wildcard was activated last minute before the deadline last game week. So what we're going to do in this one is run through the team for game week A, but I've also got a wildcard team to run through at the end of the video if you're going to wildcard this week. It's not worth doing two separate videos, as there's only a couple of things I'd actually change if I was going to wildcard this week instead. So starting with a look back at how the team got on. 56 points last game week, which was a 700k green arrow, moving back in the right direction. I worked it out and the wildcard outscored the pre-wildcard team by 12 points in the end, which is pretty good first week. Quite a few blankers left the team. Botman was one of those brought in, and that was for a minus 4 last week. And that actually would have been a minus 6 after Estupinan came on. Pickford and Bumo, Rashford, Bruno and Sterling all left the team and all blanked. I was in Ireland for an FPL meetup, so we had the Saturday games on, and the biggest disappointment was Diaz's goal, which was ruled out. One of the worst refereeing mistakes I've seen. PGMOL have since issued an apology for the mistake, and they've released the audio between the refs, and it's about as bad as you can imagine. So a shame not to get the assist for a legitimate goal there. The final two spots in the team I was weighing up was Bowen and Watkins, or Alvarez and Diaby. The first two being more explosive, but left nothing in the bank, and the latter combo, 1.4 mil in the bank, that does allow Madison to Saka for Sheffield United at home. And it still allows Alvarez to Watkins. Costly not to have included Watkins, but in honesty, when you're on the wild card, you tinker so much, there's always a player who does well who was in one of your countless drafts. It was an incredible game from Watkins, albeit massive overperformance. Five returns from 0.98 expected goal involvement. We'll talk more about him later. Gordon got the assist, but he also picked up his fifth yellow card, so he does miss the West Ham away game. Not the end of the world, as he is back for Palace at home. However, with Botman also injured, there's a couple of issues in the team already for Gaming 8. Let's run through how the team's lined up this week. In goal, decision to make between Arrieta and Turner. The news this week is that Eze sustained an injury and he's out for around 6 weeks, so he's going to be a massive miss in the Palace attack. On the other hand, West Ham are a stronger side and they've got the home fixture, and Newcastle will have played PSG midweek as well in the Champions League. On the clean sheet odds, they're close. 21% chance for West Ham, 25% chance for Nottingham Forest. If you've got the same combo, let me know what you think. It's a refreshed back line, which is Pedro Porro, Bernie Cash. Botman would have got the start for this one, however he's injured till around game week 10 after the international break, unfortunately. There was no news pre-deadline in this one, or he could have been another 4.5 mil defender like Colwell. I've seen Summer looking at 3.9 mil Lascelles, who started in his absence, but I'd avoid him. He's a very short-term pick, and West Ham away, not an easy game. Really happy to have Pedro Porro though. Udogi's a great pick as well, who was a bit cheaper, who I previously had. But comparing the two, he's worth the extra 0.2 mil in my eyes. More chances created, more corners, more crosses, 8 more shots. He actually finished with 7 points against Liverpool, despite conceding with an assist and he took maximum bonus points. Luton are a team to target and he's definitely got a haul in him. Much like Porro, Cash picked up an assist while conceding the last game week, which is why the attacking fullbacks are such great picks. Even when they concede, there's a good route to points still. And if you can get a clean sheet combined, you're likely to finish with a 12-pointer like Trippier last game week. Cash's 3.6 expected goal involvement ranks top among all defenders. He's taken 14 shots, next highest being Estepinian with 9. I really wanted Trippier, but there's other players I wanted even more, and you can't fit them all in without hurting your team balance. At least in my case anyway, because my team value is pretty woeful. Onto the midfield, which is Diaby, Madison, Son and Salah. Fortunately, Diaby racked up two assists by the time he came off injured last match. Emery said, I think he has some pain, but I don't think it's relevant for the next games. Villa are away to Wolves this game week, who have conceded 13.4 expected goals this season, which ranks 16th in the league. Hoping for some positive news in Diaby later in the week, with Botman and Gordon already out. 
The Madison and Sun combo is impossible to ignore if you're on a wildcard this week, with Luton away and then Fulham home. Sun has the captaincy armband as it stands, Salavice captain. This one's a big call, and if you watched the Players to Buy video this week, it's certainly a week to consider captaining someone other than Haaland. Madison, Sun and Salah all projected higher than Haaland this week, but we know Haaland can haul in absolutely any game he's fixed to prove. I'm conscious of Sun's blank against Sheffield United, which looked like a great decision for those that went for it, but it was one I swerved at the time. At the time, Sun had backed a hat-trick, but that was his only game he'd returned in. Since then, he's got a brace against Arsenal and a goal against Liverpool, so it looks more sensible. The concern is that he's carrying an ongoing injury, which has resulted in early substitutions in his last four games. That seems likely to happen again against Luton, so can he do the damage in around 70 minutes on the pitch? Madison's been coming off early in some games as well, but much later, around the 85th minute on average, so he's a captain shout as well. Two goals, four assists this season, he's been ticking along nicely, and his 4.45 expected goal involvement can only be beaten by Bruno and Bumo, Salah and Saka, and they've all taken penalties. With penalty removes, he's fourth among all midfielders. Another major reason for the World Cup was to get ahead of the curve, not just with Spurs and Villa, but also Salah. Away to Brighton this week, who just conceded six to Villa, they're going to be extremely motivated by the injustice of Gaming 7 with that Diaz goal chalked off incorrectly. There's good potential like captain him for Everton Forest and maybe Luton after, though Haaland does have Bournemouth home when he's got Luton. Something we talked about last week is that I can see there being lots of wildcards with no Haaland. I don't hate it, but it didn't cross my mind personally. Clearly on a Gaming 7 wildcard it would have worked if you'd gone for Alvarez and Watkins up top. The front three is Archer, Haaland and Alvarez. So on the one hand, no Haaland does let you spread your money around nicely. You can go Watkins and Alvarez up top, and you can afford Trippier and some other great assets. But Haaland's top in the league for expected goal involvement this season with 8.21. It's crazy how far ahead he is already for expected goals with 7.94. Second is Mbumo, 4.59. He scored 8 goals in 7 games, so it's not like he's having a bad season. Alvarez scored a class free kick last match, he's really stepping up in De Bruyne's absence and even converting free kicks now which is great, and that's another route to points. Over the next two, he and Watkins are pretty close I feel. It's game week 10 and Watkins is home to Luton that I might make that call on selling, but even then it's a week before City home to Bournemouth. The plan was not to start Archer this week, he's away to Fulham. Fulham are third worst in the league for expected goals conceded. However, Archer is worst among all forwards for minutes per expected goal involvement every 714 minutes. Only Martial's actually worse, but he's barely played. Looking for some jammy points here this week. So onto the bench and then the transfer plans. The bench is Ariola, Cabore, Gordon and Botman. So with Botman injured and Gordon suspended for one game, Archer comes in. Should be the last time Archer's needed for a while. If you've got 0.5 mil spare on a wildcard or a free transfer, Foster from Burnley's the one to have. Scored against Luton on his return from suspension and he's only 5 mil, 3 goals and 1 assist this season. So let's look at the transfer plans and then the wildcard team. So we've got 1.4 mil in the bank, so Alvarez to Watkins is possible this week, but it seems a little bit reactionary. I'd like to keep the options open because Saka's home to Sheffield United game week 10. It's very tight, but there is a route that allows me to have both Watkins and Saka. It would require me selling Botman for a 3.9 mil defender like Taylor in game week 9. And in game week 10, Madison and Alvarez to Saka and Watkins. That gives me Saka home to Sheffield United and Watkins home to Luton. As it stands, those three moves leave me with 0.3 mil on the bank, but Watkins is definitely going to rise again before next game week, so 0.2 mil. If Saka drops again, then 0.3 mil again. It's tight, but I think something wildcards are overlooking is Arsenal's fixture run in a couple of weeks without a clear plan to get Saka back in. 
That ultimately was why I went for Alvarez and Diaby, to keep the Villa coverage, but to keep the options open. Points are what matter though, so it was a mistake in that sense. If I can't afford a 4 defender instead of Taylor, then Van Heck's attempting option from Brighton, as their fixtures turn nicely in a couple of weeks, and he tends to either start games or he doesn't play at all. Lastly, I've put together a Game Week 8 wildcard team. There's just a few places I'd change in my current team if I used it this week instead. It's Leno in goal, Cash, Porro and Byrne in defence, Salah, Son, Madison, Diaby, Ward-Prowse midfield, Watkins and Haaland up top, and then on the bench, Ariola, Archer, Gabriel and Taylor. If you're tight for money, then Ward-Prowse can be Gordon or Neto, who are both 5.6 mil. Gordon is suspended, but if you can play Archer or someone else for one week, then he is back for Palace home, and then he's got Wolves away, Arsenal home and Bournemouth away, which is a nice block of games. Colwell's also a nice option instead of Burn. better clean sheet potential this week, but worse fixtures long term. Thanks for watching everyone, big video today. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe with more to follow this week. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.